Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy. My guest today is Elizabeth Kristoff. She is an expert who uses applied neurology to move people out of pain, unwanted behavior, and the stress response. She is the founder of Brain-Based Wellness, which is a unique online platform that trains the nervous system and body to resolve old patterns, improve performance, and increase well-being. She believes a healthy nervous system allows for more creativity, focus, and the ability to expand our purpose. I am definitely a fan. I loved our conversation. If you are someone that struggles with overdoing, overworking, over-delivering, or overeating, definitely stay tuned for some tips and strategies on how you can tap into your unique nervous system so it can work for you. Enjoy. Welcome, Elizabeth. It is so awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. I'm excited. I'm really excited too. I love your work. I would love if you could talk to us a little bit about the journey that brought you to brain-based wellness. Yeah. So I used to own a Pilates studio. I had a Pilates studio in Austin for 12 years. And in 2014, we were creating a teacher training program. And I knew that I wanted brain-based movement training to be a part of it. I had an understanding at that time that our brain is what controls the strength in our muscles. Our brain is what controls our pain. And so I knew movement science was going in that direction. And I found a institute in Arizona that trains people in applied neurology for athletic performance and for pain reduction. And so I started studying with that company and applying that with my clients and in our teacher training program for improved performance. And then um, a couple of years later in 2019, my life really kind of fell apart. I lost the business. Um, my love, my partner that I was with at the time was diagnosed with a very rare and deadly cancer. And so I became the full-time, thank you. I became the full-time caretaker for him. And there was a ton of financial stress and emotional stress and just a constant feeling of instability. And I started to experience some really unwanted outputs of my own nervous system at the time, just shutting down brain fog, migraine, Mm -hmm. um, chronic pain, binge eating. And I started to recognize all of the signals in my own body that I would see in my clients when they were doing exercise and the exercise was too intense. And I started to learn um, by going down deep research rabbit holes about how much of our behavior and our mental well-being is controlled by our nervous system and in our body, how important somatic processing is. And so I took a deep dive into healing myself and into how to use applied neurology to help people with behavior change, performance, growing their business, leveling up in their life, processing stress. And so putting all of that together is really what led me to launch Brain-Based Wellness um, as an outcome of, of that experience and that research. And, and then 
when quarantine hit, it just seemed like the right time that people really needed these tools. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I love the fact that this was born out of a need. And also I, I think some of the most brilliant things come out of that Phoenix rising when we've had our own, you know, traumas in our life. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, I can pick myself up. I can create something really magnificent because Many of us, I feel like we can stay in our comfort zone for far too long and rest on our loyals because, you know, it's not bad. It's not awesome, but it's not bad. So sometimes it does take getting pushed to that edge for something really amazing to be born. So I'm always a fan of these stories. And I would love it if you could talk a little bit about that transition, because I think many listeners have that added pressure and have gone through difficult times and find themselves either overworking, overeating, overdoing, whatever. I mean, all of those pieces, all of the above, like you experienced, I've also experienced those. And so I would love to hear part of how that applied neurology helped you make that transformation. Yeah. So I think you're absolutely right. So many people go through times of intense, prolonged stress. In fact, the year 2020 was really that for all of us, the pandemic, all of the social change, um, just dealing with huge disruptions to our life changes, very threatening for the brain at a, at a old brain level. And so what applied neurology is, is it's really just using the latest in brain science to create really practical tools that you can use to train your nervous system to be healthier and more resilient. So you train your different input systems like your eyes, your inner ear, your balance system, your body mapping system, so that they're giving better quality information to your brain. And that's really important because your brain is wired for your survival, not your frontal lobe, not your high order thinking systems, but your back brain, your brain stem and your cerebellum. Its primary job is to keep you safe. And your brain is always making the decision safe or unsafe. And when our brain is under stress for a long period of time, it begins to dysregulate our nervous system. And our brain knows, though we are built to be pretty resilient, too much stress for too long is dangerous. It leads to autoimmune disease. It leads to a highly dysregulated nervous system, mental illness. And so our brain will start to generate outputs to try to keep us alive, to keep us safe, remembering that like safety is our, our brain's primary focus. And so that can look like anything from pain to dizziness, to nausea, to depression and anxiety, to shutdown, to binge eating, anything that your brain is going to get you to do to reduce your interaction with the world, to reduce the amount of stimulus coming in because there's too much going on. And it wants that threat level, that stress level to decrease. So all of those outputs are really just behavior change tools that your old brain and your nervous system are using to get you to reduce your interaction with the world and stay safer. So if we can- so much sense, it makes so much sense. And the one thing, Elizabeth, that I'm thinking about is you know, we understand the symptoms, but I'm very curious what your professional opinion is. Why do we wait so long? Why do there have to be 10 red flags before we take action? I think that 
we aren't taught about our nervous system, first of all. And it's kind of crazy because it's like we have access to this billion dollar computer and none of us are taught anything about how to use it and how it works. And so there's a general misunderstanding of how trauma affects our body, of how stress affects our body and of just how our body functions in general. And so a lot of people think of you know, trauma as an incident, but really it's a physiological response in your body. And same with stress, even though a stressor may be gone, it still lives in your body until you process it through your body. So you're still maintaining all of that stress. So there's a lot of um, lack of knowledge and awareness about how our body and our nervous system work. And then I think we also live in a culture that keeps us in a constant state of doing and hustling and pushing through. And I think especially as women, we are taught that we have to give to everyone else and not to ourselves and that we have to earn our worth by doing all of the time. Totally. And so we don't want to be weak and we push through, oh, my knee is hurting. Oh, I have a migraine. It's okay. Just get up, keep going, keep going. And so we push through and even dissociate from our body. We get really detached from our body and don't even know how to recognize those signals until we're very far down under the threat response. And, and so our brain is going to keep making the signals louder until it finally gets our attention. And so that makes that looks like disease. Yeah, you're totally speaking my language. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for 30 years and, and a big chunk of that um, middle period, I was burned out, had chronic migraines and, and really fit the exact model of everything you're talking about. And I felt it was normal. I felt that hard work and honest work was like, of course, you're going to be exhausted at the end of the day, that whole superwoman syndrome that you're talking about. I think so many listeners are going to be able to relate to this. What can they do to break the pattern if they're like, yep, hand raised, that's me. What's something that I can do? I recognize that I can self-identify with this. Now what? So the first thing to do is to start training yourself to be in your body and listen to the signals. So for me, I get pain in my left knee. I get tension in the side of my throat on the right side. Um, I get kind of a feeling of heaviness and of brain fog. And that is, those are my first signals that I'm moving beyond what I can really tolerate. And I need to do something to interrupt the cycle that's about to happen because I'm about to get pushed either into hypervigilance, like fight or flight anxiety response or hypovigilance, which is like shut down, freeze. Um, a lot of binge eating lives there. And so I had to start learning to recognize those signals and you can start to cultivate that skill. Everything is a skill and every skill is trainable. So just spending one minute a day being still, listening to your body, going inside, asking yourself, like, how does it feel in the bottom of my belly? How does it feel in the center of my chest? What does my body feel like? What's my energy like? Just getting curious for one minute a day so that you start to develop the skill of hearing those signals. And then you have to start to listen. You have to start to allow yourself the freedom to be like, okay, I'm getting a signal from my body. I need to do something that's going to regulate my nervous system. So what I do on the site, on my site, brain-based wellness is I teach people very practical tools that they can use to reduce the threat level of their nervous system in the moment of stress. So one really simple tool would just be to come to your breath 
do a practice called straw breathing. You breathe in through your nose, you pause, and you take a long exhale breathing out through your mouth, like you're breathing out of a straw. And you try to make your exhalation twice as long as your inhalation. And there are actually fMRI studies that show as few as six straw breaths can move your nervous system out of sympathetic response, fight and flight into parasympathetic response, which is your common respond network. So if you can feel your signals and just pause and take those six breaths, then you're getting out of that back brain survival response nice. and you're coming back into the present moment where then you can make better decisions you can think more clearly, and you don't keep pushing through to that place. Did you ever just wish there was a group of high vibe women entrepreneurs that you could hang out with? A place where you could share your wins, get a biz question asked, and be around people that just get you? Well, there is my friend. It's my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group. I created a place on the web where like minds and open hearts could continue the conversations that we start here on the podcast. Fulfill your desire to develop friendships with women from around the globe, women who are on the solopreneur journey just like you. Now more than ever, we are craving authentic connections. Believe me, your voice matters, your work matters, and having the support of a close-knit community can make all the difference in the world. So head over to Facebook and go to facebook.com slash groups slash women developing brilliance and request to join my private women developing brilliance Facebook group, the gathering place for heart-centered female entrepreneurs looking to create an impact, increase their income, and connect deeply with themselves and others in the process. I can't wait to welcome you in my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, where you'll be encouraged to introduce yourself, ask a question, and meet other ambitious lightworkers just like you. Again, it's facebook.com slash groups slash women developing brilliance. I'll catch you there. So good. And we can all do that. I love that you just gave a really practical tool that everybody can put into place like now. They could even just do it right now. They could pause this podcast and practice six of those straw breathing um, techniques. So I love that. You said so many good things. Um, one of the things I want to underscore is the fact that everything is trainable. And I'm a really big believer of that as well, that we have the power, we have unlimited potential within us to heal anything, to acknowledge anything and to learn and develop that skill. So I really want to commend you for that philosophy. I'm a fan of that as well. Thank um, you. And then, yeah, absolutely. And then also like just being aware. And I, I love the fact that you broke it down into a micro habit of one minute, because I think when you're in that fight, flight, or freeze, or overwhelm, any of the overs, overwork, overwhelm, overeating, when you're in that over space, it's very difficult sometimes to see the forest through the trees. And it's like, oh, I just can't. I've heard several people use the phrase, I'm done. And it's almost like this blanket cop out of like, I'm done. I just can't do another thing. And so I really like that you break it down into, do you have one minute for yourself? Yeah. Can you prioritize your self-care and that it's a practice? Because in the beginning, especially if you're very disassociated with your body and you aren't familiar with tuning in, sometimes even being um, connected to our emotions feels like a big stretch. 
Yeah, absolutely. That I'm done is a threat response. That's a shutdown. That's when you've already pushed into that place of your nervous system being so overwhelmed that you've switched into your survival response. And I think what you're saying is so important for people to understand that our brains are malleable. They are always changing. That's what neuroplasticity is. And we used to think that our brains stop changing after a certain age, but now brain scan technology proves to us that that is not true. We're always taking in stimulus and we're always adapting to it. And we have some agency in whether or not that change is positive or negative. And so we can start to learn to cultivate the skills to make a positive impact on our brain and our nervous system, because whatever we do, we get better at. And that Mm -hmm. is a neurological principle, specific adaptation to impose demand. Our bodies are wired for efficiency. So if we're always pushing into pain and we're pushing into anxiety or depression or binge eating, we are actually making that a more well-worn loop inside of our brain that our brain is going to turn to more quickly when we're under stress. We're getting better at creating pain in our body. But if we get better at creating that interruption in the cycle, if we get better at listening to our body, of doing the breaths, when we start to feel that response coming on, then we're making that interruption of the cycle a more well-worn loop. And we're learning how to stay regulated more frequently. And then we get better at that. A hundred percent. I always think of it as like grooves and the more the, the system just goes to the path of least resistance and it's just going to keep going to that flow wherever that groove is deep. So I always think of like the rewiring our brain is almost like we have like a little interior spackler that's spackling that groove and like changing the direction, changing the flow. The cool part is we can control that. It is not a one and done or set like cement. I love that you talked about the neuroplasticity and that it being like malleable. And we are the artists of that. We get to mold that clay. That's super empowering. I would love your tips when someone is in that I'm done mode, and maybe they've been there for a repetitive period of time. How can they shift? Like if they hear breathing, I can just hear some listeners going, yep, I've heard that before. I don't know. I don't have the time or that doesn't work for me. Like once they're to that deep extreme and month after month, they're just like, Hey, hands up. I'm done. What can pull them out? So it's very important that everyone understand that everybody's nervous system is unique and what works for some people might not work for everybody else. And that's why... Um, like you were saying, someone might hear about breathing and say, yeah, I've tried that. That doesn't work for me because all of our past experiences are different. And it's super important to learn how to assess and reassess what actually works for you. So when you're not in a state of threat response, when you're in a normal state, try implementing some of the tools that you learn. And I'll give some more examples of tools that people can use. And do an assessment first and then reassess how you feel after. So an assessment could be like a range of motion assessment. You could take a forward fold and see how your hamstrings and your low back feel. You could um, take your arm out to the side and raise it up by your ear and feel how much shoulder tension you feel. 
or even just turn your head side to side and see how far you can see out of the corner of your eye and see what your range of motion is in your neck. And then practice the exercise, the neuro training drill, and then reassess and change at the level of the nervous system is systemic. And so that means that everything is going to get better, including your muscle tension. And so you can reassess. And if your body responds positively, that means it's something that your nervous system likes. And so you know that that's a good tool for you. If you get a negative response, like your range of motion is less, or you just go inside and you feel that you feel more stressed out, then that's not your drill. That's not your go-to exercise. So it's really important. And that's one of the things I spend a lot of time teaching my clients and teaching people on my site is how to become the expert of your own nervous system. I love that. And know that it's not the same for everyone. That is absolutely huge. Yes. I love that. I love the tapping in the uniqueness, the respect that we are individual and that our healing is going to be individual as well. I know that your motto is work out, work inward and move forward. I love that. And I can see how you're really tapping in and that working inward piece just by what you said. And I think that that just gives freedom to the individual. You know, they don't have to follow a cookie cutter approach. And so I'm a huge fan of that. Um, Two things I want to rewind that you said that were just so good. You talked about the body needing to process through old emotions and that it has to be processed through the body. So I'm interested for um, our listeners. Many of them are female entrepreneurs. They're trying to level up. And I know that you have tools on how to use somatic healing So the entrepreneur is not held back by their nervous system or things that they possibly repressed in their cells. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So one of the best ways to process stress through your body is movement. Um, You can even just do forward movement, like taking a long walk, being out in nature, controlling your breath. And then one of the tools that is very simple and easy to implement is shaking. So shaking is a great way that our body processes stress. If you think of seeing an animal when they get stressed out and then like maybe your dog has a little confrontation when you're walking him. And then after it goes away, their whole body shakes for a second. They're processing the stress through their body. They're shaking it out. And so you can just stand up, shake your arms, shake your body, move for 30 seconds in a, in a, kind of vigorous shaking movement and take long exhales, really focused on kind of forceful breathing out and then assess and reassess and see if that's something that helps your body process through. You can also focus on exhalation focused breathing. Like I said, with forceful exhales, just pushing all of the air out is a great way to process stress through your body. And then again, assess and and reassess for yourself. And so Um, A lot of the things that we do on the site are stress processing, finding movement that helps people process stress through their body, and then also the intentional training of the nervous system so that we're training your vision, we're correcting deficits in your balance system that's inside of your Mm -hmm. inner ear and your body mapping system so that then your body is under less threat on a second by second basis because it has a clearer picture of where your body is in space. It knows where the horizon is. That's your vestibular system, your balance system, and it's taking in better visual information. And so go ahead. No, I'm just, it's, it's incredible. And it's interesting because I'm pulling up a Rolodex of at least three different people that have complained about balance that just seemed to come out of the blue. And so with you talking about the inner ear and balance and then knowing 
all the prolonged stress and disruptions that we've had in 2020, it's almost, I'm seeing this really strong connection point of like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, (laughs) there is no like coincidence. Yep. That's right. There, that is some of an output of an overstressed nervous system. And it also stresses out their nervous system more. So if you think of your nervous system as a bucket and all of life's stress goes into the bucket, financial stress, relationship stress, the stress of change, but also the stress of any deficits that you have in your input system. So say you have a vision problem in your right eye. Well, that's giving your nervous system threat on a second by second basis, or say you have a inner ear issue because of some medicine that you've taken or you had a fall and, or some people just, it develops over time. And those deficits haven't been healed and trained intentionally because remember everything can be trained. Mm -hmm. And so that deficit is making it difficult every single second for your brain to make predictions, which is what it uses to keep you alive for survival for its primary purpose. And so those stresses are all going into the bucket. And when that stress level starts to reach the top of the bucket, that is when your brain is going to start generating those outputs to keep you safe and to keep you alive because the threat level in the bucket has gotten too high. So if we can train the input systems, the balance system, the eyes, the body mapping system to reduce the amount of stress in the bucket every single second with every breath you take, with every step you take, then that overall threat level goes down. And then you have more space in the bucket to take on the stress of life, of leveling up your business, of growing and expanding yourself, of making behavior changes without the bucket level filling up and then your brain producing those negative outputs to keep you safe. Yeah, we need this education on a global level in such a big way. Like I, I just am a huge fan of the work that you do. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just feel that, you know, we can all benefit from this. I feel this should be like a foundational piece in all of our education, like just 101. Yeah. It should be the foundation of like understanding who we are, how to manage ourselves. I remember, you know, never even realizing that I had anxiety again, because labels feel weak. And I remember just like, you know, with all the year after year of stress, it was just like, oh, you, that's just normal. You wake up and you just have like butterflies in your stomach. Like that's just, that's just like a new day is starting, you know, like, and so, you know, listening to your um, approach of really tuning within and being aware of our breath and understanding, I'm sure so many more tools that you teach your students how to regulate and get balanced and feel calm it's absolutely incredible. I'm very curious because I'm assuming that all of your education now is online. Is that true? Yep. Okay, cool. So talk to me just a little bit about the online experience for someone and what it takes to develop the habit to tune into something so valuable because we can have a vault of gold and not have the motivation to press power on our Roku player. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I was really apprehensive about taking all of this online when, when quarantine came and uh, because I was worried that it wouldn't get the same results and that I wouldn't have the same experience for my clients. And I am very happy that over the course of this year, I've really seen remarkable changes in my clients, people coming out of all kinds of lifelong patterns and chronic pain and migraine and shutdown and binge eating. And The reason I have the site set up the way that I do is it's live classes. So we meet once a day on the site at different times and we do movement training and we also do training for our nervous system. 
And I think that it's really important to not just have it be static course content, like mm-hmm. there's no evergreen courses, because I want to interact with people. I want to have people show up and and stay accountable. And I really believe it's a daily practice. And so um, there are the classes do go on to an on-demand library once we're done with it. So if people miss it, you can do that. But there's something really powerful about being in community and regulating our nervous systems together and moving together. And so we do that. And then I also have small group neuro coaching where we limit it to eight people and we meet twice a week and you have very we really customize the work for everybody's individual unique nervous system. And we have assignments and we also work on examining, deconstructing and rewiring the deep beliefs that are continuing to push us into threat mm-hmm. all the time. You know, um, the, the constant hustling, the never making time for ourselves, the diet culture, all of that, that, you know, we can regulate our nervous system, but if we keep putting ourselves back into that same place of threat and overload, because we don't change the the deep beliefs that are pushing us there, then that doesn't really do a lot of good. So we have to come at it from, from both ends. And so yeah, I'm a fan. Well. that's amazing. And I'm, I'm really a fan of the collective consciousness. I do believe in the power of community as well. And, and how we're like, just in this symbiotic relationship and all regulating. I think there's a lot of power when we all come together for one purpose and one goal. So I really like that you have that. And I think that we need that support, especially when we are in that threat space and we feel that threat is normal. We need that kind of like voice of reason to say, no, actually that's not normal. Like this is how we do it. And also to create those new grooves, we need that constant support, that expert holding space for us. And so, yeah, I just think that what a great model. I think that's amazing. How can people learn more about your, um, your information? So my website is brainbased-wellness.com. And if you go there, I have a free applied neuro one-on-one course and a morning practice that you can access for free um, just to start learning some very high payoff drills that generally help people that I've found are very um, helpful to a large part of the population. So there's five drills there that you can learn to practice every morning so that you start cultivating a practice of regulating your nervous system every day. And then there's also a course that'll teach you how to assess and reassess so that you can also start becoming the expert of your own nervous system and knowing is something affecting me positively or negatively. So that's the best way to start experiencing the work. And then you can reach out to me through the website as well, or you can find me on Instagram at E.L. Christoph, K-R-I-S-T-O-F on Instagram. Awesome, Elizabeth. Great. I'll make sure to put the links in the show notes. Again, I'm a super fan of what you're doing. Keep spreading the positive ripple effect and helping Mm -hmm. everyone kind of regulate their nervous system and be empowered to take control, get embodied and be happier. So I think we're really all looking for that. And I love um, the approach that you take to help people get there. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. And I've really enjoyed talking to you. You too. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.